Good morning, Judith. Good morning, Sonia. Wait a minute. Is it really morning? <laughs> well, that's just the way we roll, right? <laughs> this is not coffee. This would be tea in my in, in my mason jar in case anyone's catching this on the, the YouTube. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Coach's Cup. I am Sonia Green from SoniaGreenCoaching.com. And I am Judith Fender. I'm one of the amazing coaches with the Novius Weight Loss Program. All right. And you look amazing in pink, by the way. Oh, my favorite you. color. Thank you. So today we are talking about body image and I'll just lay it all out here. We have been pre-gaming and yeah. we're not exactly sure how this conversation is going to go today because we have lots of thoughts and ideas about body image. We have, uh, I think for me, at least it's still a um, a topic that is evolving yeah. in my mind, but let's start with, with where, where this whole conversation started for us. And let's talk about objectification of bodies, especially women's bodies, which is something that, that you were talking about. Yeah. So the beginning that it was, it, it comes up often with my, many of my clients, or it could be a question I see often and ask coaches, uh, women thinking about their bodies and how they feel about their bodies and how a big topic is, of course, can I really lose weight and love my body? Mm-hmm. That question feeling, because they are coming at viewing themselves with so much self-loathing. Yes. Right. So which that kind of, that spurns into, I mean, we could go about this any one of a hundred ways. Yeah. I came across a book called uh, more than a body. Your body is an instrument, not an ornament by Lindsay and Lexi kite. They are twins and they kind of start talking about their story growing up, how they picked on each other for their weight. They were both swimmers learning body awareness and how they stopped doing activities. They loved because, you know, swimming, because they would have to be in a bathing suit and all the Mm -hmm. self-consciousness that they went through and how they how their bodies have been viewed through having children. And so this is just kind of their, their work of passion. The definition of self objectification was coined in the late nineties from um, Barbara Fredrickson and Tommy Ann Roberts. And it's defined as the tendency to perceive one to perceive one's body according external, externally perceivable traits how it appears instead yeah. of the internal traits, what it can do. This phenomenon mostly affects women and girls, regardless of age and background. Self-objectification is the invisible prison of picturing yourself being looked at instead of just fully living. All right. Yeah. And I think, you know, when, when we were talking about this beforehand, I, I was going, oh my goodness, that's me. I've done that. You know, you were giving all kinds of different examples of walking into a room and wondering what people are thinking. Do they think that I look fat in this outfit? Do they think my, you know, whatever, do they think I look pregnant? Do they think whatever it is? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of women, especially women who uh, are trying to lose weight, have these moments, but my guess is a lot of women who are what we would consider thin 
or of average body type and size also have these thoughts? I, I, I would, I, I'm going to go with that's a yes. Yeah. Right. If you have a body, clearly you've had thoughts. Yes. And knowing what I know about about, I've been coaching for a year now, and I've talked to a lot of human brains mm-hmm. and there are some very distinct patterns. So, um, my answer is going to be with, it's going to go with a yes. Yeah. There's going to be some, some version of a, because we have body awareness, right? Right. right. And it, so when we're thinking what others are thinking, and, you know, I think about Corinne who was just on our podcast a week or two ago, mm-hmm. oh, or maybe by this time it's a month or two ago, yeah. but, um, you know, she talks about this very phenomenon being aware in, she would be in meetings and would be a room full of men and she would need to go to the restroom and didn't want to get up. And that might've been like the first person other than myself, I ever heard mention of this thinking. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's me too. Yeah. It's like when, when I first found out about imposter syndrome, you know, I thought I was the only one who'd ever had it on the face of the earth. <laughs> what? What, you know, I thought I was the only one yeah. who, who sized up the room when I walked in or didn't get up to go to the restroom because I didn't want to draw attention to myself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think this is, it's another one of those things It may not be only happening in our culture today, but I think our culture exacerbates the problem because when you think about what our bodies are used for today, number one, body image has changed over the course of history. Oh, without a doubt. Um, There, in fact, there is a great little YouTube video. It's not very long, but it's called the science of people dash beauty standards. And they take you from Egyptian times mm-hmm. all the way to present and show you, you know, what was considered beautiful in each period. And let me tell you, I would have been an Italian Renaissance <laughs> pinup girl. I would have nailed that because, you know, that was me. Mm-hmm. But the thing is bodies, women's bodies at that time, they needed to be strong. They needed to be sturdy. They needed to be capable of doing work. Right. Right. You know, and, and I, I don't think I mentioned this when you and I were talking, but I don't think it's any coincidence that when I was in my twenties in the nineties, the beauty standard was heroin chic, you uh. know, so you had Kate Moss and all of those just wayfish models who, you know, they're sunken in cheeks and they looked 75 pounds soaking wet. They looked like they were on heroin, you know, and (laughs) I unhealthy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Unwell. They did. They looked very unwell and they were supposed to, Mm -hmm. but what were their bodies for? You know, in the nineties, Nobody oh. needed to go out and make their bread from scratch. <laughs> Not that you would be eating carbs anyway, if you were heroin. <laughs> Nobody what? needed to go pick your celery stock from the garden. <laughs> or yeah, or yeah, whatever they <laughs> ate, but off on I, a limb here. yeah, but you know, it, they, the, their reflection of the cultures that they are in also that said reflection of the culture we're in now yes and how 
we perceive our bodies. Yes. We are living in our homes, how we perceive our homes and where we get the messaging from Yes. today, right? The, yes. the Instagrams, the Facebooks. Yeah. We're always getting, I mean, and we are getting this messaging nonstop. Right. And so to further on the objectification, would this be a good place to drop in about the, <laughs> the prom? Oh, sure. The prom list, or we so they're talking about dress codes and objectification, and it was from a church flyer. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. I think you're going to get the point. But it starts out saying that so it's it's a flyer for the prom, and it says, "Boys, tie and button down shirt required. No low rider plant pants." And for the girls, it says. Sleeves should cover the shoulder and top of the arm. No cleavage showing, no bras, just no bra straps showing through sheer fabrics. No low neck, no low necklines in the front or back. No open sheer bare lace ups in the front or back. No midriff showing with the arms raised while dancing. No tight or revealing clothes of any kind. No sheer lacy or see through fabrics in any areas that should otherwise be covered. Shoulders included. Hems should be no shorter than three inches above the knee. The back of the dress must be higher than the bra strap. No low backs. Get your dress approved via text. And I was left wondering what (laughs) four girls wore to the prom. Right. And, you know, so in it, even my brain, when I read this, I was like, well, you know, because my daughter, this sounded very familiar to me growing up in the South here. Mm -hmm. And you and I had a little discussion about this. And then it says, Dress codes like these don't prevent girls from being perceived as sexual objects. They reinforce it. And that just, that sentence just kind of haunts me. Yeah. Because your focus on what they're wearing is objectifying them within, I mean, just, yeah. And, And so this book goes on to talk about, because the problem is, is the reasoning behind it is that young boys, because it's a distraction. I remember my daughter was sent home and she was very modest that we had that short rule and she was no credit card checked. I don't know. They did something. They had a credit card anyway, anyway. Um, and how she was just, you know, shamed, Mm -hmm. but it was, I understand we have to have rules, but when I think about this now, it really is more about the this is geared for the non-distraction for the boys mm-hmm. distracting for them where we're not teaching the boys. Exactly. They're thinking this is, and this is what I want to really put focus on because this is a change in the message that we, I think got yep. as, as yep. Southern young women growing up. Yep. Uh, and listen, I am very modest. I, I am too. You know, I am, I am very modest, but it is absolutely a disservice to our young women to teach them that they need to always be on their guard of what they're wearing and not teach boys that they can turn their thoughts, that they are not animals, (laughs) We are, we are taught that they have some kind of animalistic urges that they can't control, right? That is wrong that I'm sorry. I have, I have boys 
And let me tell you, if they can't be controlled, (laughs) that just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And yet that is what modesty culture has been pushing for years, for centuries. Right. And we're kind of off the body image topic, but I did, I did want to really push that home because I think that's where you're exactly right. Anytime we're focusing on women's bodies and what they can and can't show, then we are, yes, we, that is the definition of objectifying them. And that's why we have the number of eating disorders, eating disorders, yeah. global, global eating disorder prevalence increased 3.4 to 7.8% between 2000 and 2018. Get this 70 million people internationally live with an eating disorder. Japan has the highest prevalence in Asia, followed by Hong Kong, Singapore, Taiwan, and South Korea, which I thought was interesting more than. Well, what is their cultural, their body? Right? Tiny, like birds. Oh, yes. Mm. Yeah. My daughter has a friend who is Asian and she spent some time in, in the family And she had expressed some um, conversations that she was just witness to cultural mother-daughter exchanges Mm -hmm. that very much align with measuring the daughter's food. The daughter didn't have a weight problem and, but the mother not wanting her daughter to weigh more than she did. Yeah. Value valuing her for her weight. Yeah. Rather than what she can do. Right. And I don't just mean, I mean, what we can do with our bodies is one thing, but our value is so much more than the package we're in. 100%. Because that's, that's who we are. Yeah. The body's just, it's just the body. And let me tell you, once you hit 50 (laughs) and you have a few kids, (laughs) it doesn't look like it looked 30 years ago. You know, when you said that, I immediately thought of, I had a client the other day tell me she's been working on some things. And, you know, when you work with someone and they, you're working on a thing and then she's like, tells you all the good things that have been happening over the past month. She's like, you know, I walk around naked in front of my husband now and da, 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 talking about how good things are. She's like, Judith, I would never have been doing that. You know, so do like doing this work back to thought work. Yeah. And it's not because her body has changed so much, right? Her body has not changed, but she yeah. mentally is so much lighter and in such a happier place. Becoming yeah, I guess the- her husband is too, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I get it. Oh, yes. <laughs> our husbands, I, mm-hmm. I wish, I wish that I could see myself through my husband's eyes. Right. Because let me tell you, no matter what my weight was, he has always thought I was attractive. You know, he has never, never not thought that. My husband the same. Yeah, does not see, he's not hyper-focused. Yeah. You know, when we live inside this body and when we internalize the messaging and when we turn upon ourselves and then we, and we don't value what we can do versus the body that we hyper-focus on and we are disconnected and not living to our full potential. And ultimately a healthy body image is nothing more than healthy thoughts about our body. Right. Right. Um, I happened to catch 
part of Corinne's coaching today in Queens Club. Oh, I did too. And, uh, and she was talking with uh, a young woman who was, who was 30 and had, she was, I think either at her goal weight or really yep. close. Yep. And she, her whole talk was about, well, yeah, how she, she wasn't happy with her body now that she'd lost 90 pounds, 90 pounds. That's right. And that was some yeah. good coaching. Oh, it was, it was eye opening because it just reinforces this idea that it's not our bodies. Mm-hmm. It's never our body. That's the problem. Yeah. It's our thought. You were going to say, uh, Oh, I'm just, once you understand it, you and I didn't come to this realization. It's not magical. And, and I'm not always in the magical zone either, but I get it. Yeah. And it's taken me a while to get there that I am more than my body. Mm-hmm. And even like I had read somewhere that like this, we're not talking about diet culture so much, but even thinking of going on a wellness journey that involves losing weight is still embarking on diet culture. And that just kind of kind of floored me for a minute because the wellness journey about honoring your body, it, it, the body deserves to be honored Mm -hmm. and eating healthy. And then the weight is the byproduct of living a happier life. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are honoring your body, then you are going to have a healthy image. You can't, yes, you can't honor your body on a consistent basis, unless you are looking at it at at her. Uh, There's a psychologist who talks about how we should talk about our bodies, personify them. We talk about our body as if it's an it, it's Mm -hmm. this other thing when our body is a she. And if we talk about her (laughs) and taking care of her, you know, that we, we personalize it, we humanize it Mm -hmm. because we have even gone to the point of, you know, not humanizing our bodies when we talk about it, Mm. but when we value her and what she can do for us, Mm -hmm. I mean, think of all the things, Mm. you know, that we have done with our bodies that we couldn't have done without our bodies. And then we want to punish her by, you know, whatever diet, yeah, whatever diet culture calls for. I mean, look at, you know, I, I couldn't help, but think about Chinese women who used to tape their feet, you know, that board their feet Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to, to the point that they couldn't even walk normally because the culture said women should have small feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and we don't think about, well, at least we're not doing something like that. Well, we are, we are mentally doing that every time we expect our bodies to look like a model, even after they've done all the things that they do for us. Mm. Like pause. There's this dramatic pause. Yeah. I was thinking about the boobs. Oh, (laughs) talk about that. Yeah. Judith was thinking about boobs. So tell us about boobs, Judith. This actually is a great, great time to bring this up. Well, so back in the day, one of my, one of my earlier hobbies was photography and I follow, um, I was, I actually did some boudoir photography and I really wanted to get into like family and babies. So long story short, I follow Jen Rosenbaum. She's a boudoir photographer out of New York and she has an amazing Instagram account. If you want to follow her, it's probably like Jen Rosenbaum Instagram. 
anywho, uh, she had breast cancer for a couple of years and she's been documenting her story. And because she's a photographer, there are images of her pre mastectomy. She had a double mastectomy. Um, there are images of her during chemotherapy. She's done boudoir photography without breasts showing her scars. She had some, I'm, I'm going to use this word. Like she had someone who didn't have the best skills who removed her breasts and some lots of damage done with these scars. Mm-hmm. So then she went through like the skin restretching, like this, this has been a journey. Mm-hmm. Jen answers questions from her heart. I mean, she's still a photographer, but she, her, she's on a mission to educate us all about our breasts and about the journey and loving your body and loving the parts. And um, so all this to say, so now she has some healthy skin reconstruction done. Her breasts look normal. And she put the picture on Instagram and Instagram takes it down. Right. And if there is, she, she might be like the Corinne Crabtree of, of breast cancer. You know, she is on a mission and it is, it is the most passionate woman. Uh, There may be other, I'm sure there are others out there. I'm just not following them, but if there's anyone who goes to the extreme to educate, it's Jen. And I just found it. I just got upset. Like why are what's why, you know, it's not even, it's just skin with fake gel boobs under it and a woman and scars. Mm -hmm. And she's, it just knows there's no face. It's just boobs and they take it down and uh, it just fired me up. And then she went to the next level and she had some tattoos, uh, uh, nipples put on some 3d tattooed nipples, right. That look really good. Those are amazing. If you've ever seen the tattoo artists who do that, in fact, there's some of them who do nothing but that. Well, that was the first one I ever saw was like on 2020 and his mother had had breast cancer and he does it like for free. I want to yes, think. yes. Like on a wait list for, thinking too. Yes, for years to get mm-hmm. on with him because yeah. it's just a, it's a labor of love that he does. But anyway, I, that's not who Jen saw. So again, Instagram takes her pictures down. Mm-hmm. It's fake boobs with tattooed nipples, y'all. And I'm like, what kind of message is this? Who are we? And I get Instagram gets to lay down any rules they want. But what in the world, mm-hmm. what in the world we're objectifying her body when she's just trying to educate for the woman who's going to have her breast removed or the woman who has already had her breast removed, yeah. who needs to know about this, who's looking for information yeah. on how to, to lead who's looking for hope, right. That they can feel normal again someday right. to be in her own body mm-hmm. and feel normal. And that's what Jen said. She had a beautiful statement in there about how she didn't realize I get, I'm going to get emotional thinking about how important it was to have the nipples put on, but how complete she feels when she looks now in the mirror. And I was just like, well, there you go. Does yeah. it get any better than this? Thank goodness for Jen. Anywho. So this, this just kind of goes, what were we talking about? Well, and you know, all of this, our body image, the whole problem with, with the body image culture is that we objectify women and we see a body first and a person second. So, you know, when they, and of course, social media have, has algorithms, so they may not even know what, what's going down, what's, you know, what's being taken off. But the point is we as women need to understand that we are a person first. We are a human first. Yeah. 
and we are a body second. And I, you know, some of the most judgmental people I have known have been people who have their own issues with body image, with their own bodies. Of course. It's very difficult work to do. And, you know, I will tell you, I can be very gracious to other people. I I love seeing in the tribe, all of these women who have been brave enough to put pictures of themselves, right? uh, Whether it's in bathing suits or shorts, you know, some women who have kept themselves from wearing shorts for years, right? Because they didn't think that they deserve to, or they didn't think that anybody would want to see them. You know, that's, that's so sad because what they're doing is hiding themselves and they are doing a disservice to the world. And and, and in of that very sentence, hiding themselves and how, you know, that's just to the other, to the people of the world, but what's the conversation going on in their brain? Because you hide from yourself. No. And you know, the suffering and the storyline going on behind there when it's hot out and you're, I can hear Corinne coaching Kathy on your legs deserve to have fresh air on them. Mm-hmm. You know, like that simple thought alone. I, it's just, just, it's just a lot to process, to think my, my heart just immediately feels like just dropping into compassion, thinking, of what we do to ourselves mm-hmm. in such a, a vicious manner and, and with that negative thinking yeah. and how we can spin ourselves into some small, tight, tiny world that lives within this body that is so amazing. Yeah. And I, I think my message to listeners today has to be, you deserve to love yourself. Mm-hmm. No matter what your container looks like, no matter what it's been through, or maybe because of what it looks like, because of what it's been through, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But loving yourself is the most important work you will ever do. And you are every one of you worth it Mm -hmm. without a doubt. Mm -hmm. When you learn to love yourself, the level at which you can love the people in your lot in your life it, 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 even, it more than quadruples. I can't, right. I can't think of a word. Right, big enough. Right. It's expansive. Yes. I, I think of, well, you know, so I'm like, I'm lost up in your vocabulary word expansive there. I was thinking that about the relationship with yourself, right. Is what we're talking about. Yeah. The relationship you have with yourself and your body is it's everything stems from that. Exactly what you're saying, relationships with other people. And if you, if your relationship with yourself is contentious or one self-loathing and, and not, and not even, you know, if you, if you can get to a place of just being neutral with your body, I have a body. And one of my favorite things to consider for clients is to consider, you know, what if your body is innocent? You know, it's the brain that does the bastardized work. Isn't that the truth? Absolutely. <laughs> your body's just doing the best it can. Yeah. Your brain's the one that makes all the decisions, decides what goes in, what, what you do and what you think. Yeah. So thank goodness for thought work. Thank goodness for the people out there sticking the message that for us all to figure this out, that we can find a landing place that to get on some neutral ground to at least take a breather. So you don't feel like you're sucking air through a straw all the time, you know, get on that neutral ground, find yourself some space to breathe, put the shorts on, put the bikini on. <laughs> and do it 
you know, if, if you can't do it for yourself, if, if, if you need somebody else in your why category, do it for your daughters, do it for your granddaughters, do it for the young women who are coming up in the world and need to see role models who focus on who I am first and body second. There you and go. They need those role models so yeah. desperately. And, and that is one of my things I, I do to believe that this work is generational, but by changing our yes. perception, we're changing it backwards and forwards yeah. for ourselves and for our family, uh, for our daughters and granddaughters, like you said. Yeah. Don't it's, just let it be all the influencers out there that they're seeing. Right. And, and that's the big thing you'll read in, in Corinne mentions, and it's in this book and it's everywhere is getting normal bodies on your Instagram. Yeah. Start eliminating yourself, eliminating those Fitzbo or Kardashian things that are not normal. What is that? Like 1% of the bodies are quote air quotes here. Like that ideal. Yeah. And how many of those have had work? You know, we know we know that they have, that they are not the bodies that they were born into. Right. Um, this is a little something I came across this on uh, Instagram and I I have a friend that actually lives in Norway and I messaged her. I sent her this picture and I said, is this true? And I Googled it and it is true. And it says Norway makes it illegal for influencers to post retouched photos on social media without clear labeling. So I was just blown away and they've had this law and I don't know if you, I'm going to show you the picture. So the girl's in a bathing suit mm-hmm. and I don't, like, clearly the, the first one, she looks smooth and gorgeous, you know, gorgeous. The second one, she looks gorgeous too, but she looks like a normal woman. She right. Cellulite. It's the same woman, same pose, <laughs> yeah. same picture, just same picture. Yeah. yeah. Cellulite's normal y'all. <laughs> It's just how your skin puckers. Did you know that men have a different texture under their skin? That's why they don't get the pits like we do. Mm-hmm. There's one, one is a weave. One has a weave under the skin and the other one has like striations. And I guess huh. we have the weave. So when we get fat, huh. it holds the weave and it puckers. How about huh. that? Interesting. Getting smart here it's on our just podcast. The way we're made, right? <laughs> it's, yes. It's, it's how our, it's how females. It probably has something to do with estrogen. If you want to know the truth, it probably is an estrogen thing. I don't know. We've got to carry babies, you know, right. Exactly. Weave is there to make our skin or our muscles stronger because we need that fat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. All right. Anything else you want to say about body (laughs) image? I could just talk all day, get to neutral ground. I I can't, I mean, I cannot recommend it enough because I am a person who constantly berated myself, judged myself, Uh, and it's work I'm still doing. I have uh, school starts this week and I have a sleeveless dress that I am going to wear to a meeting, a full faculty meeting on Thursday. And I've been having to do work on that, do thought work on it all week because I usually don't wear sleeveless things, but I am going to wear the dress. I am going to rock the dress. I love if I feel comfortable in it. And, you know, this is the greatest work we can do. Learn to love yourself and the container that you that you're in. Yeah. 
body's innocent. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if you are interested in some coaching on body image or any of the other wonderful topics we talk about, which all centers around getting our, our thoughts healthy, thoughts. right? Mm-hmm. Right. And it all starts there. You can find me at soniagreencoaching.com. And you can find me anywhere you find Corinne at nobswoman.com, uh, fit and fat 411. I've Googled all the things, <laughs> yeah, all the things. And we would also ask if you enjoy this episode or any of our episodes, share them with a friend or a family member. We are, our listeners are growing, but we will grow even faster with your help. And if you haven't given us a five-star review yet, please hop over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and give us that review because that also helps to get our message out to the other women of the world. Right. It's like fine dining. If you enjoyed this, this, uh, entertainment tonight from our, your five-star entertainment, give us a five-star review. Yeah. I've got a candle burning in the background. Like it's there you like- go. And if you don't enjoy it, then that's okay. You don't have to worry about giving us a review. We'll be fine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so All right. We'll be back next week. Bye.